evening and welcome to Plan Lehigh Valley. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and I'm joined by our co-host, Becky Bradley, the Executive Director of the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, and Matt Assad, its Managing Editor. Welcome, Becky and Matt. Good evening. Good evening. This evening, we are fortunate to have as our guest, David Jan, the LVPC's economist and data scientist. David's position was created a year ago through a partnership of the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission and the Workforce Board Lehigh Valley. Before joining the LVPC, he worked for three years with the National Bureau of Economic Research in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He holds an economics and management degree from Lehigh University and a master's degree of economics from Boston University. Welcome, David. Thank you for having me, Greg. Today, we're talking about population growth. And before we look ahead to what the latest numbers show, Matt, can you look back and tell us a little bit about how we got to where we are? Sure. Uh, it seems like we talk about growth almost every show because our, our growth really affects everything we do. It affects all the planning we do. And the Lehigh Valley is, is really one of Pennsylvania's fastest growing regions and amazingly consistently growing regions really over the past 60 years. When you look back over that time, uh, we have grown about 4,000 residents a year for that whole time. Every decade, you can pretty much count on another 40,000 people joining the Lehigh Valley. Uh, there have been a few slight variations in the 70s when there was inflation and people didn't move around as much. It was a little less in the 2000s, you know, being 2000 and 2010, when we had that big housing boom, it was a little more. But when you kind of put all the six decades together, it comes out amazingly consistent. We added a little more than 250,000 people. And if you think about that, that's pretty amazing. That's like adding an Allentown, Bethlehem, and two Eastons. You know, we can debate about why that is, and I'm sure Becky and, and David will talk about why that is, but we're sort of we're sort of in a sweet spot between the Philadelphia and, and New York regions, and we have a really high quality of life that it has this balance of uh, mix of urban and suburban and open space, and it's really attractive to, to businesses and residents. You know? So our mission, of course, always is to managing that growth, and you'll hear a lot more about that from David and Becky. Well, David, let's uh, jump right into those numbers. How do you see the Lehigh Valley population growing in the next 30 years? Yeah, so we're seeing 100,000 new people coming to the Lehigh Valley by 2050, either being born here or moving here from other counties, states, and countries. You can think of that as roughly 3,300 new people coming to Lehigh Valley each year. In terms of looking at county growth, you know, based on census data 2010 to 2019, for Lehigh County, they're seeing exceptional growth in Pennsylvania. They're actually the fifth ranked county in terms of population growth. And Northampton County is not that far behind. They're actually in the top 20% in terms of population growth. Yeah, what do you think? Is this is this because of the location we are between uh, New York and Philadelphia? It just are we becoming a commuting place? Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit related to what Matt said. You know, we have a really good location. We're very very close to New York City, Philly, you know, the east side of Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And so you know, it's really easy to get around. Uh, there are a lot of things to do. Property values are, are quite attractive. So a whole bunch of reasons, you know, you can, you can ask people all around about why they want to come to the Lehigh Valley and all the reasons kind of vary. But 
definitely location and, you know, just quality of life is what brings people to Lehigh Valley, I, I would believe. So, Becky, we have this great quality of life. We have an excellent location. Why, why should our listeners care about this? Um, I know they do, but lead us into uh, why this is so important and, and what could be the impact for our future. Sure. There's a practical concern. First of all, the baby boom generation, which is easily the largest generation in the region. Um, there's over 155,000 baby boomers here. And I, I'm, David can tell you a whole lot more about it, but they're rapidly leaving the workforce. There's really only a few years of, of uh, baby boom generation left in the workforce now. And then all subsequent generations afterwards are really a little bit smaller. So net in migration coupled with our low birth rate really overall is critical, especially since, um, and David again is going to tell you a lot more about this, especially since our employment is growing and our business environment is growing. So we need more people for those jobs. And right now we're starting to see some really interesting trends of the fact that we don't have enough workers here in several sectors that people are commuting in from Carbon, Schuylkill, Monroe County, up from Philadelphia, uh, obviously Berks, Bucks, Montgomery, all the areas around us, and even from Western New Jersey into the Lehigh Valley to work. So it really, what we're really seeing is the Lehigh Valley is a center of economic growth and a center of economic opportunity. So wouldn't it be amazing if we could also have housing here at the numbers that we need that uh, match with uh, the jobs and the incomes that those make, not only for existing Lehigh Valley residents, but for those new residents or people who would like to move here. The question is, is where do you put that without jeopardizing those things that we hold sacred, like our agricultural economy? And it's an economy. It's not just pretty farmland. That farmland has economic output. But also, you know, our without jeopardizing uh, our parks and recreation and open space and all of these other things, quick access and, and relatively low congestion on our roadways. So more people means more, right? More is always more. So you'll have more challenges and more issues the more people that come here. But they're coming here regardless. So at the end of the day, how do you plan then for that growth? And really what David's work uh, tells us is how we need to plan based on the generations and based on the workforce and the types of jobs that we have. And so that's incredibly value valuable for us to be successful then in everything from our transportation investment strategies to the counties and their farmland preservation programs. David, how do you solve this problem? What role does this play in our region's growth? You know, we have a we have need more people, we need more housing. What do you see? Yeah, so I mean, really comes down to, you know, attraction of, of people coming to the area. Uh, in terms of just population growth, we really, really, there are two levers that really dictate what population growth means. So it's number one, you know, having children, if someone has children in the Lehigh Valley, obviously, our population is growing in that in that respect. But then number two, you know, migration, people coming from other counties and, and states internationally to the Lehigh Valley. So that's another way. But, you know, one of the issues that we're having with the first option in, in terms of births and children is that people simply don't have as many children as they used to for many reasons. You know, some World Bank data, they, they actually track fertility rates. And so basically, generally, 
you know, how many children a typical mother has across decades. You know, in 1960, there was the typical mother had around four children. 1980 dropped down to around two children, and 2020, you know, less than two children. So really, that lever has been a little bit constrained, and so we really need to focus on what makes the Lehigh Valley really attractive for people to come to, whether that's jobs, whether that's you know wages, uh, whether that's providing them the flexibility that they need or new generations really caring about certain things about work. And obviously that's been a little bit redefined during the pandemic era. David, this isn't really unique to us, is it? I mean, I, I've been reading a lot of information just this past week about other countries yep. and their population is uh, decreasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's definitely not just a U.S. problem or a Lehigh Valley problem. Uh, the Lehigh Valley is actually quite representative of the U.S., Countries all around the world are having, you know, lower birth rates for many, many reasons. You know, it could be financial, personal reasons, a whole bunch of reasons. They all vary across the spectrum. Really, we have to kind of reevaluate and kind of understand that birth rates are going to be declining. So we need to focus in on what makes it a, a region attractive. So, Becky, this is a pretty big deal. Uh, migration, whether it's from another county in Pennsylvania, another state in our country, or probably internationally. What do we do to attract people? Well, we don't have to do a whole lot to attract people based on the the net in migration that we're, we're seeing from at least a macro perspective. But when you start to really window in on uh, the research that David has done recently, what you really start to see is that, you know, we need to continue to prioritize younger, uh, young professionals coming into the Lehigh Valley to occupy those jobs and to support innovation where that exists. And I mean, I'd throw it over to David to talk more about that for sure. David, when discussing migration, where's everyone coming from right now? And could you you know, mm-hmm. dig a little deeper into why? Sure. Uh, so, I mean, once again, the, I think the reasons vary across the spectrum. I think we, we would love to do a survey of people coming to the Lehigh Valley and kind of understanding what those reasons are from an anecdotal perspective. You know, I think it's attractive, obviously our location, you know, they might have moved from within counties in Pennsylvania nearby or New York City or or Philadelphia. So maybe they're still close to their friends and family or housing prices, although they have shot up quite a bit in the last decades or so they're still more attractive than the major metropolitan areas. So people can can get a lot more value for their money. In terms of where people are coming from, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation around New York, New Jersey. That is true, but we actually looked into the data in terms of census data for the last most recent year or so. Um, And actually, so it is consistent of what people are talking about, you know, New York, New Jersey, but actually the majority of the people that are coming to the Lehigh Valley are actually from counties within Pennsylvania. So actually about 50% of the in-migration to the Lehigh Valley are from counties within Pennsylvania, and it includes counties such as Berks, Monroe, and Philadelphia counties. And if we're talking about out-of-state in-migration outside of Pennsylvania, we're seeing about 13% of that in-migration being international, 11% of that New Jersey migration, 10% New York, and 3% from Puerto Rico. So I think that adds a little bit more into the conversation of of people kind of pointing to just New York, New Jersey, but also keeping in in mind that, you know, counties within Pennsylvania, we're seeing a lot of migration from there too. 
David, when you hear migration in the news, how do we how do how do we balance getting uh, new people to the Lehigh Valley with current uh, things that you hear in the news about people trying to get across borders and things like that? Is there is there a balance or are they separate things? Yeah, I mean, when I, when I talk about migration, obviously there's domestic migration, international migration. And I just mentioned, you know, we're seeing a lot of the majority of the migration to the Lehigh Valley is obviously from within Pennsylvania. So that's domestic migration, people coming from nearby counties and less so international. But obviously, in my opinion, I would give in that if, if the laws, you know, agree to uh, allow legal legal forms of international migration. I mean, in terms of our workforce and our future gaps in, you know, people, different generations leaving the workforce, we're going to have a really big need in, in supplying workers. And I don't see why there's a reason not to welcome legal international migration, because we're going to have some reasonably large uh, workforce issues in, in the coming decades. So when you sit back at the end of the day and you say, boy, uh, you know, we really need people. Uh, if you had a magic wand and could wave one thing to get more people to the Lehigh Valley, what do you think it would be? So, I mean, definitely it would be anecdotal. But as a, a person in their 30s, I think obviously comes down to employment. Um, so, you know, there has to be a lot of attractive employment. They're going to need to provide good wages, good flexibility. And they're really going to have to reconsider what the demands of what the previous generations wanted. Maybe they stuck with a certain employer, um, but now we, we need to kind of figure out what these new generation, uh, this new generation wants. So I think that requires a lot of just conversation with potential workers. And potential workers don't stay with a particular position or company as long as they used to. Is that right? Yeah. I, that's true. But I think that's been happening since Gen X, for sure. And so, you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm at the end of Gen X within the, the last five years of, of that generation. And, you know, I don't think I, I think this has been a 30 year trend. And so it is really, in a lot of ways, I think, troublesome to me and clearly troublesome to people in their 30s, as David mentioned, or even people in their, their 20s, that we keep having these outdated conversations. Like, why do we even have those conversations? Because that ship sailed down the path a long, long time ago. So I think David is right that we have to have places that are supportive of families and provide flexibility to workers. And that also supports a high level of innovation because you're now dealing with three generations in the workforce, Gen X, millennials, and then uh, the folks uh, after that, that really are, that are just starting to, to come into the workforce now that have been delaying starting families because of high debt to income ratios um, that can't get into housing because they can't save the down payment because things are a lot more expensive and there's a lot more requirements and demands on time. Um, that's everything from needing to pay for internet access, which you know baby boomers didn't have to do when they started out. Or now the current market with high interest rates makes a need to have a, a greater down payment even more pressing. But you literally have 30 years worth of people 
that have had it exponentially worse economically than the baby boom generation. And it's only gotten more and more difficult. So these old conversations need to stop now because it's not the reality of the vast majority of people in the workforce and the vast majority of people in their prime earning and spending years. And that's, again, Gen X, millennials, and then our friends underneath them, and and then generations coming up. And I think in order for us to further that, because we're in the middle of this fourth industrial revolution, right? And we're talking about the deployment of alternative fuel vehicles. It's real. It's happening in real time. But when you start thinking, you know, even out into a 10, 15, 20-year time horizon, we're already working on autonomous and connected vehicles and, you know, that self-driving component of just the transportation system. And it goes into everything. I mean, they're 3D printing bridges and homes. There's a whole neighborhood of homes out in California that's been 3D printed um, over the, in the last couple of years that's being tested. And so, you know, what is, what does that mean? And if we as a region want to remain competitive, we have to have those next generations supported here because they're the ones innovating and they're the ones that are actually moving things forward. So we have to really understand the market dynamics and understand that those are not just beholden to one generation or two generations, that we're really talking about places that need to be equitable for all generations, including people who are a lot older as well. So that really requires us to be a lot more dynamic in our thinking and to really work against regressionary policies and regressionary actions that don't value the values of not only the present, which is often different than uh, regressive conversations or the future. And so working through the imbalance to find balance is critical to us being economically secure and having everything that we need for folks, regardless of where they are in their life. David, you've done some projections for each generation. What are you seeing? Yeah, so I would start, you know, I think everyone's familiar with what a generation is, you know, as we talked about baby boomer generation, millennials. So what we did is, you know, generations normally span about 15 year increments, you know, baby boomers, uh, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z, and the future generations after that. We want to understand how these generations rise and decline over time. So what we did was basically start from 2020 Lehigh Valley population and then kind of understand, put each person into their respective generation and kind of look at each generation as a whole and how they trend. So we projected out to 2050 to really understand at what points generations rise and decline based on aging and migration patterns. You know, obviously every projected generation curve would behave a little differently because each generation was born in a different era. You know, for example, we project the population of Lehigh Valley baby boomers to decline by 20% by 2030. So that curve would, for the baby boomer generation, would dip down at that point. And, you know, back to kind of our discussions about the workforce, you know, one benefit of understanding how generations rise and decline is how that affects our workforce. You know, as one generation declines, we have to keep an eye out for how other generations enter the workforce and and fill those voids. 
David, are the boomers leaving the Lehigh Valley or do they have a tendency to stay? A lot of people, you know, sometimes they uh, hit 65 and they take off to warmer climates, but mm-hmm. we have a pretty nice place to live. Are, are people leaving? Um, I haven't done that a specific analysis, but we know that we do have, you know, baby boomers are the largest generation within the Lehigh Valley um, with 156,000 members. Obviously, some of them are aging and they'll be aging in the next 10 years or so. We haven't seen, we haven't done the analysis to see whether they're leaving yet, um, but it would make sense if they're familiar with the area and they have friends and family around the area, then maybe less likely to, but that's something that we can kind of dig into uh, later on. One thing, there's like the, you know, the opposite of that, uh, kind of to David's point, is we have a net in migration of retirees because the Pennsylvania's that tax structure is better for retirees than neighboring states like New Jersey. Um, so that has led over the last decade or so, the construction of a lot of age restricted types of housing. Um, and that actually works against some of the uh, the need for workforce housing, which is housing for people of all ages. But interestingly enough, a lot of those age restricted communities are the housing types that, you know, people want, regardless of whether they're over the age of 55 or not. Um, But we really have started to see a decline in the construction of those types of communities because the baby boom generation is it's really a baby boomer oriented product. And they're, you know, obviously uh, aging out uh, of the point of wanting to buy really expensive new new cottage type housing. So there's a whole dynamic that ties in to the discussion of generations and generational preferences, that being a very distinct one of the baby boom generation and then other generations as well. So that's a good example of, you know, how we have to work with our communities to zone differently and work with our school districts to understand what the potential is for growth in their student body and, and what that's going to look like because it affects everything from from jobs to, to housing to delivery of uh, educational services. Another thing we have here in the Lehigh Valley is excellent health care. So it makes it obviously a pretty good place for baby boomers to stay. Absolutely. And I think it's fantastic that we have that for a region our size to have the quality and depth of resources that we have for uh, health care is literally remarkable. And I mean, you really elevated a conversation that I know both of our healthcare networks are extremely proud of contributing to. And we're extremely proud of them for being able to have those types of services at that level uh, and that you know, accessibility and that quality. I mean, it's just fantastic. The beauty of it is, is we all need healthcare. We just need different types of healthcare at different points in our lives, right? So uh, yeah. the fact that the, the healthcare networks have really zoomed in on that, it supports the kind of work we're doing as well. So we appreciate those types of collaborative efforts and discussions. David, can you talk a little bit about the projections in uh, growth and the types of jobs we need in the Lehigh Valley? So I think we did do some industry projections. Uh, So basically looking at how our top industries will be growing in the next 30 years. And just off the top of my head, obviously healthcare is still gonna be dominant within our area, 
because we just are very concentrated in that specific industry. Uh, obviously, we've seen quite a bit of a boom in terms of transportation and logistics and warehousing type, those type of jobs. And I think the third is really manufacturing. So we're actually going to see, I mean, that's the current like positioning, healthcare, transportation, warehousing, and then manufacturing. But we're actually going to see, based on our current growth in those specific industries, we're actually going to see manufacturing, we're predicting that we're going to see manufacturing overtaking transportation and warehousing the next 10 years. And that's really just based on uh, historical growth. So I mean, that's uh, an interesting trend that we're seeing in the Lehigh Valley. And we have a lot of opportunities for people who may not want to go to college, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I also work for the Workforce Board Lehigh Valley, and I think there's tremendous opportunity for people that don't have bachelors. There's, a, there's so many opportunities for training, for education. Like Many employers in the Lehigh Valley will pay for your training if you just sign up for it, and they'll train you. They'll, they'll give you good, good wages. We actually have you know, a workforce system that uh, helps provide, if you're eligible based on certain criteria to provide this training and education for, you know, certain healthcare industries or uh, manufacturing trades. So I think there's a, a ton of opportunity for, for people that don't have bachelors and they, they can have great careers and, and really live great lives. Matt, we just have a little bit of time left. Uh, anything that surprises you? So I think the two things that surprised me the most are two things we talked about a lot. It's the impact of the baby boomers. And I mean, when you look at the numbers, there isn't another generation within 15,000 of them. So you can see how, how as they recede, how, what a big impact that is going to be and how, it's going to, how difficult that is going to be to backfill the, their role in employment and in, in society in general. And then, and then the other thing is also something we talked about, which is migration and how dependent this region is on that. It also talks about how attractive we are. The people and businesses want to be here. But if you look at the last census, the last 10 years, 90% of the growth, which was about 40,000, as we said, 90% of the growth was really attributed to migration, both domestic and international. So our dependence on that was really surprising to me. I, I just, I really had no idea. Well, folks, it's been a very interesting show. Uh, folks in the Lehigh Valley need to really dial into what is going on in terms of migration and population. I'd like to thank David Jan, Becky Bradley, and Matt Asad for another excellent Plan Lehigh Valley program. You are listening to WDIY 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Greg Caponia. Have a great evening. Mm -hmm.